0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Greg Dutcher. Greg, what's going on, man?
1: Dude, I'm feeling perfectly satiated after our Chinese Oh, that was good, wasn't lunch. it? Always the Orient, always yep. good. So we got the energy because, dude, I'm wasting away to nothing.
0: <laughs> I, I've noticed that about yeah, you, Yeah, I know. I you, mean, you're, you're looking peaked over I- there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, you know if I turned sideways, you couldn't even see. That's me. right. Uh, so I feel like I I have all the energy I need for today's cast. Yes. Now that we had that delicious feast.
0: That's right. And we are um, very excited because you know we started and we said we were going to do this starting April, talking about uh, Christ specifically the resurrection. Yeah. But before we do that, we want to talk about the importance of Palm Sunday. And yes,
1: and often so- overlooked. Yes. Davis, people think of Easter.
0: Yeah, and as as this episode releases, Greg, we just actually celebrated uh, Palm Sunday. Yep. And so uh, talk to us a little bit about that, because I know, I know uh, you linked some things together with your devotional yeah. uh, during the service. So talk to us about this idea of Palm Sunday. Why is this so important to the church, this triumphal entry, as we would
1: call it? Dude, I'm glad you asked it like that because it it really is uh, significant. I think for the church community to think about it. So, <clears throat> for those of you that may be listening, and I hope there are some of you out there that uh, maybe aren't uh, you know church veterans. Uh, you're not you know fluid in churchy's lingo. Uh, maybe you're you're kind of you know coming into a, a you know Christendom, the church world. Um, a little later than some people, or you're looking at it again after a long time. I just want to be mindful of that. Palm Sunday is the day, historically, that Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem. Um, And it starts what is called his last week. Sometimes it's called Holy Week, you know, depending upon your church tradition. So it's really his final week. And um, the entrance to Jerusalem is significant for so many reasons. But the, the thing that I think is most beneficial for the church community to think about, I guess, Nathan, I would put it under the banner of irony.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: There is irony in Palm Sunday because Jesus is not from Jerusalem. Yep. Um, he was born in Bethlehem. That was kind of an outlier that you know his, his earthly father, Joseph, needed to go to that city to register mm-hmm. for the census because um, that's where his family was from. But then, uh, after a little detour in Egypt uh, for uh, a short while, Jesus goes back to Nazareth, Mm -hmm. which would have been his true hometown. Mm -hmm. At some later point, we see him in the Gospels, particularly the Gospel of Mark in Capernaum. But that's all in the north. Um, And Jesus would have gone to Jerusalem throughout his lifetime for the various feasts and festivals. We see that. So it's not that he's entering the city for the first time. Actually, he's entering it. For what we know will be the final time. Yeah. So the reason I say it's ironic is because even though he has predicted that he's going there to his disciples, and he has spelled out in full Technicolor detail mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be arrested. He's going to be tried. He's going to be beaten, spit upon, mocked, and crucified. Yeah. He has said all these things. And, dude, it's just the classic example. You picture, like, the little comic book kid with his hands over his ears. No, 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 I don't hear you. I don't hear you. That's how the disciples come across. Yeah, yeah. So here's Jesus entering Jerusalem, and we know the reader. The readers know what Jesus has spelled out plainly. In the context of the story, the disciples don't seem to get it. And it's probably because, dude. They they when you see a man that raises the dead, that can calm a storm with a command. Yeah. That can walk on water. Yeah. That can heal leprosy. Mm-hmm. You know. That can restore sight yeah. to the blind. Uh, that can drive
0: out demons. I mean, cast out demons. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's not something you see every day. Right. Uh. You know. Turn a little snack. Uh. In. in uh, into a feast for thousands of people, yeah. which he did on two occasions that are recorded. Um, why would he go to Jerusalem? Well, that's where a king goes to be coronated. Yeah, It's the capital city. Yeah, So here he enters Jerusalem, and there's enough buzz about this famous Jesus of yeah. Nazareth that people cut down palms yep. and wave them because it was a makeshift thing. They take their cloaks and throw them because there's no royal carpet to roll out. Yeah. Um, And it's just such an interesting scene. Celebration. Yes, he's here. Yeah. Here comes Jesus. Jesus knows with tunnel vision what he's heading for. Right. And to me, when he enters the city, it's that there's no turning
0: back. Yeah. Well, and and I think, too, like, this is important to understand because, again, this shows uh, not only the disciples but the crowds, yes. their expectation of who Jesus is. Because the last time you've had a king with such popularity was David. Yes. David was the, you know, triumphal king who enters Jerusalem, who restores Israel—well, really, who brings Israel into its glory because yes. before that they were— you know they were they were tribes that were kind of unified but they really weren't one unified nation until under David exactly and David unifies this and that's what people want people yeah. want the glory of Israel to be forefront in the mind of the world and right now you have a an empire who is sitting over them yes and they want to be autonomous they yes. want to be set apart on their own without anyone telling them what to do how to live how to act how to worship yeah and so you have this being who, this person, who has demonstrated themselves to be more powerful than David in some ways. Yeah. And so, man, if he can do all of these things that you just described, then what's he going to do to this Roman government once yeah. he's here and he's been crowned and he's our king? Oh, they, sure. They know the prophecy, right? They yep. know the covenant that God makes with David, that he's going to establish David's heir yep. to sit on the throne forever and his kingdom will never end. They yes. they know these things. And they just don't understand them.
1: Yes, and that's key, dude. Particularly the way it's going to spell out or, or, or play out. Um, I think that's that's uh, that's a great point, dude. All it's not that their expectations are just out of the great blue nowhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are many prophecies that speak of the Savior's glory, his reign over the earth. Uh, so yeah, you, you go in there and let, let's talk to you. Let's talk honestly for a second. Why do so many people like Tarantino movies? Well, one of the things, he doesn't do this in every movie, but I'll think of two. Inglorious Bastards. Yep. And, uh, can, can I say that? Well, it's in a it's, it's podcast. Yeah. And it's, and title. it's a title. Yeah. You're, and actually, and Bastards is spelled different. Yes, it is. It's spelled with an E, isn't yes. it? In the, yep. which is kind of an odd oddity. Uh, that Tarantino insisted on. So you've got *Inglorious Bastards*, and you've got um, oh, why am I blanking, dude? On the most recent, it was right before COVID. The uh, about uh, Sharon Tate. Um, uh
0: yeah, you got me stumped American,
1: now too. American uh, or oh, dude? I'm gonna look it up as we're talking.
0: Yeah, you've got me. You got me stumped too on that one. Uh, I don't think you, I saw that one. I don't
1: think you saw it, dude, because we talked about it. Uh, I am gonna find it um, because see Nathan this is yeah once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm. So <laughs> thank you. I knew it was like a fairy tale type thing. yeah once upon a time in Hollywood and Glorious bastards are very linked movies because Tarantino creates an alternate reality that we wish had happened. yes. Yes. So I won't give it away if you haven't seen *Inglorious Bastards* from two thousand nine, but it's most people describe it as a very satisfying film in the end because you wish it went down right uh, like this in Germany. Yes, you wish it could have ended like this. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood, I am I am just gonna more or less give something away. I'll just say it it leads to the Margot Robbie play Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. You know, who was, uh, they were, she and uh, several guests were, were horribly murdered by members of the Manson cult Right in 69. He gives you a version that you wish had happened. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very effective technique mm-hmm. for the viewer. So if you think about it, I, I think one of the things I do as a modern 21st century Christian all the time is... You know, you don't intend to be, but you can be patronizing yeah. towards the disciples. Yeah, yeah. These knuckleheads. And, and I think we're supposed to see that's exactly who we are. Right. We do the exact same thing. Right. And I always ask people to imagine. You've heard me do it, Nathan. Like, imagine you're living a wonderful life. in It's 1939. Yep. the summer of 1939 you're in poland you've got uh you know wonderful spouse family everybody's healthy you got a nice routine yeah you've got your life rhythm going and you're really really content and happy and then german tanks roll through the streets and and you your life looks so different dude how satisfying yeah, if somebody comes in and zaps these people yeah. to oblivion.
0: Yeah. Which isn't that also the irony is that that's exactly what Hitler was trying to do. He was trying yes. to establish the Third Reich. He was. And uh, yeah. you know, in, his mind, in his mind, he was the mind. Romans. This is what we're doing. Yeah.
1: We are, we're, we're creating this. But yes, I mean, to, to relate to the common person. Yeah. And imagine, I love your point about the glory days of David. You're a little kid growing up in Israel in the first century. Yeah. And you're Hearing these stories, yeah, synagogue, the glory days of Israel, and even before things went bad with Solomon, right? There was a time before things went south where the Queen of Sheba yeah. comes to see him. They were the envy of the nation. Yes, his great wisdom, the great wealth,
0: the the temple of God that is yes. there for all to see. I mean, just the most splendid, spectacular thing that you could imagine.
1: Yes, that's that's great. And then these kids are hearing these stories, yeah, in a world where They've seen crucifixions, yes. Of uh, certainly Jewish citizens, because the Romans wanna show who's in charge. Right. You don't cross us. We own you. We tax you. We put our centurions all throughout the empire, so you know (laughs) who you answer to. Who's in charge? And you're. So part of me always wants to say, "Oh my goodness, I get it." Yeah. And then there's no doubt Jesus could do the things that they hope he would do. Cause what do James and John do? dude uh, you know when they are traveling with Jesus and they're mocked by some Samaritans?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Should we just should yeah. we just call out? Was it yeah. call out bears like Elijah? Uh, did? Uh, fire from fire heaven. from heaven. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Which is same principle. <laughs> Think about that, dude. Like yeah. they they know they're with. Je- hey Jesus, do you want us to call yeah. down fire because you're here? You got the power. And like it's it's kind of a funny. It's it's shocking. Yeah. But I also get it. Yeah. You know who who are you? Right. You're gonna mock. The savior, you're gonna mock Jesus. Right. You're gonna mock him right. and ridicule him, and Jesus is like, no, no <laughs> that's not what we're doing. Right. You know, he's going to usher in the kingdom. Yeah. Through self sacrifice. Yeah. It's just incredible.
0: And isn't it, is, it's interesting because it shows that they understand, but don't right. They yeah. they know the disciples know the people know. Th- they have reason to believe that this is the man who he says he is. Oh yeah. You know that this is the Son of God. This is God's anointed. Yeah. This is the one who's going to sit on the throne, right? And and it just seems that no matter how much Christ continuously brings them back to Isaiah and yeah. the suffering servant, yeah. they're always wanting to go back to David <laughs> and go back. Of course, to, well,
1: it's the blind spot, yeah. isn't it? Because who wants to suffer? Yeah. Who wants to think about suffering? And who wants your here, no, I, my savior makes other people suffer. Right. he He's here to bring the hammer down and uh, do every Avengers movie, love. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, dude. If Thor shows up in that amazing scene in Infinity War yeah. and says, lead me to Thanos so that he might kill me. Right. That's I'm not, not happy. Yeah. No, 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 no. I want his whatever hammer he's got there that yeah. he's had forged the Stormbreaker. Yes, I want that to to just destroy everybody right. like it does, and him to say, "Bring me Thanos." Yep, and our hearts rise to meet that. Yes, like we we love we want all of even the Disney movies. Dude. Yes, you want Ursula right to get yep. it. You want Gaston yep. to get it yep. right. You want them to get their moment of comeuppance. Yeah. So them Jesus going into the city of Jerusalem. Yeah. It's just fascinating to me yeah, because it gives us the opportunity to contemplate his tunnel vision and how easy, dude. Do uh, you remember uh, last week when um, I talked about, that was our, kind of our last message in Mark, yep. before taking a short Easter break, and we'll go back. Um, the crowds are always clamoring to get yes. more Jesus, and he's not interested. Yes. He, what? And yeah. dude, I said... Which of us isn't interested, right? Most people are flattered by fanfare, yeah. Right, it ruins people's lives. So we, we've got a whole phrase: "Your fifteen minutes of fame," yes, because oh, this is your moment. You know, yep. this is where you're 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 going to be the the talk, and everybody's interested in you. And he doesn't want it. So him going into to Jerusalem that day with all the hoopla, yeah, it's just it, beautiful to me, dude. He's not distracted. Yeah, he won't he won't deviate from why he enters that city. Yeah. Woo. It's powerful.
0: So as we're we're in Holy Week, um, you know, as we as we've talked about this this week that we're in, Palm Sunday was uh, two days ago. Now as this is dropping on Tuesday, talk to us about about his launching point and, and his march to Easter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mean like, dude, when he sets his eyes? Yeah, yeah. Well, in the devotion, the All for Love devotion, I, I wanted to make sure that the first half was preparatory so day 21 i go to luke 9 mm-hmm. and that's when luke tells us he sets his face like flint towards jerusalem yeah um so in luke's gospel especially there's a very there's a few other references as he was on his way to jerusalem but the other gospel writers don't say so luke is saying pay attention to this pay attention to this so that it sets up this final week yeah that and is that what you were driving at yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and when he enters So you do, like I said, when I did the devotion, I made sure that on day 33, which I knew was Palm Sunday, um, you know, I, um, or wait a minute, was it day 34? Um, I always get that confused. Right, because, because, yeah. You have to count the extra. No, I think it's day 33 because it's really eight days. Yes. Because it's Sunday to the following Sunday. Yes. It ends on Easter. So day 33 is Palm Sunday. Day 34 is Monday, Tuesday, et cetera. I just used uh, an ESV harmony of the Gospels um, to get it, and which one of the days? It's a very scant passing reference to him going back to the temple. I want to mm. say that's Wednesday.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Yeah,
1: yeah, because Thursday is um, the the Last
0: Supper. Is the Last Supper.
1: Yep. Friday is obviously the death. Yep. the the crucifixion of Jesus. Saturday, the most you can probably focus on is his burial, right? And the idea of you've got Nicodemus, uh, Joseph of Arimathea, yeah. uh, you know the the whole tomb component and the women that want to prepare the spices. Yeah, um, myrrh is one of the spices, which yes. is always fascinating to me because of the Christmas connection. Yes, uh, and then well, leading and up to Sunday,
0: even Saturday, because we're going to talk about this when we talk about. The importance of the resurrection, but we cannot neglect what the disciples were doing on Saturday, yes, which is hiding in Hide. fear, yeah, yeah.
1: They're,
0: you know, they're their king, their Messiah, oh, yeah, the one who they were cheering with everyone else, Hosanna in the highest, praise Him, you know, this is the one who's going to deliver us. Um, they, they're now all hiding in this tiny room, yeah. Waiting for the Roman government to come banging on the door and take them to their deaths and their crucifixion.
1: Exactly. Which is, you know, what's interesting about that, Nathan, to me is, uh, maybe it happened. Is any of those guys said, "Hey, dudes, remember he did right?" Talk about coming back. It doesn't even seem to be a category with them. No, the disciples. If anything, you could argue that the Jewish authorities. And the Romans yes. have more of a concern. Now, their lack of faith is seen, but the resurrection seems to stick with them. Right. Let's get this thing guarded. Yes. Lest the disciples come steal the bottom right. and say that he rose. And you almost feel like saying, hey, dudes, if you saw these disciples right now, you right. wouldn't be too worried. Right. <laughs> these guys are chicken little here, and they're uh, they're cowering. Right. The sky
0: you know. is falling for them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're basically saying, does anybody have a DoorDash menu? Because right. uh, I'm not going out anywhere. And uh, can I get my food delivered for the right. next few weeks? Um,
0: <laughs> and do it anonymously. <laughs> I
1: know. Dude, but can we t- Don't... I, I I don't know what... The older I get, Nathan, I take so much comfort from that. Yeah. Jesus loves these clowns.
0: Yeah. And, these men of clay feet.
1: Yes. And they're us. Yeah, and he loves them like yeah. he, he knows full well. Yes, how cowardly they are. Yes, even though he's invested so much in them. Yes. you know, and the the one exception that doesn't get enough. You know, the, preachers like me too. We use a little hyperbole because in all the hymnody, right. everyone abandoned him. John, John didn't. Yeah, yeah. John John stayed. Yep. Uh, John's there, which sets up the beautiful uh, uh, third saying. Yes, you know, woman, behold your your son. Son, behold your mother. Yes. Um, and dude, just a quick aside about that. Always been amazed. Think what a radical symbolic act that is to elevate the importance of faith over family.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Mary has children. Yeah. It is on Jesus mind in his dying hours that John who believes. Yes. Which James and Jude apparently do not yet. Right. That comes after That the comes later, yeah. Um he be- the fact that John believes that to serve and strengthen my earthly mother's faith yes i want this and the text is very clear yes that that's what John does yep and so it's sort of a fascinating relationship i'm sure there were conversations and connections that we just don't know about yeah. after James came to faith and had a very prominent role in the early church yes. in Jerusalem and Jude um and, you know, what may have happened with the sisters, we, we don't know. Right. Um, but, dude, the other that leads to another quick aside. Can you imagine? I have an older brother finding out after he's died and uh, uh, risen, uh, man, my brother was God. Right. <laughs> I really regret I, that time I yeah. said blank. I know he
0: kept telling <laughs> me that, yeah. but... I didn't believe. I think Mark Lowry, you remember Mark Lowry? Oh yeah, yeah. He does a he does a sketch where uh you know it's you know uh James or Jude is you know one of them is is yeah. sassing Mary and you know Mary just kind of looks at why can't you be more like Jesus yes. and then the, the other one turns you know turns to Mary and says well why can't you? Yeah, no,
1: it's so <laughs> true, dude, isn't it? I mean the one time. Right. Why can't you? Bob, I can't. That's why I came, but Right. I, Oh my goodness! I I I'd love to know, dude, if we get to have those conversations in heaven. Yes, dude, what aha moments did you have? Like, yes, when did you read? When? Oh yeah. my goodness! Because we know the accounts. Well, we saw it again last week. Um, a, a near kind of middle towards the end of Mark three. Yep. After Jesus chooses the twelve, the crowds are pressing in. His family thinks he's he's gone wackadoodle. Right. He's, he's out of his mind. Right. They're trying to get. Jesus, get back in here. We we need to get you back on the reservation and get you back into a life rhythm. You need to go back in the carpenter shop. Right. Yeah, you, know, you need to find a woman to marry. You're well past right. Uh, you know, you just get this implication that he was he was an embarrassment Yes. to that. And then in John seven, you see the brothers um convincing him to go to Jerusalem to show to show off your powers. That's where everybody goes again. Right. We're, we're talking about Palm Sunday. In John seven, go to Jerusalem and then you've got the added because they did not believe in him. Yes. So they w- they were basically setting him up to make a fool of himself yeah. as they saw it. Uh so I mean things were
0: yeah. rocky. Yeah.
1: There's not this happy halo picture right. of Jesus home life. I yeah. mean him being who he is creates yeah. division.
0: Well, and you brought up uh you brought up John and and this is something uh that maybe we'll get to sometime, right? You yeah. see uh, John, the we've talked about this before. The only disciple who's comfortable enough to embrace yes. his his Savior in yeah. a day and age where men didn't do nope. that, um, you know. So, so these tender moments yeah. that he has with him, the, this tender moment at the cross where Christ is issuing, oh, okay. you know, his spiritual brother to yeah. take care of his earthly mother, yeah. and then John facing the resurrected Christ in the Book of Revelation. Whew.
1: One of my favorites, dude, and fell just, down like he was dead. Yeah. yeah,
0: just you know, and Christ just coming in. Nope don't it, don't die. Yeah, I'm not here I to know. kill you. I know. I'm not here to judge you. I know. And and so just this picture that we have, you know, where we don't uh, understand, you know, Jesus meek and mild, and oh, it's yeah. like uh, Jesus was meek and mild uh, on the cross, yes. but uh, he's no longer meek and mild. No, dude. <laughs>
1: and, I mean, you think about that image in Revelation one. Yeah. The the, the voice like. Mighty, what? Thinking, yeah. Think of the Niagara Falls. Yes. Thunderous. Yes. Twenty four seven. Hair roar. White. White like. Bright, wool, yeah. Eyes of fire. Yeah. I mean, it's a
0: holding it's a, the stars in his hands. Yeah. You know, just
1: it's a chilling. Yeah. Powerful cosmic picture of Jesus. And yeah, I love that dude. That the the same. He's the same Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And John falls at his feet. Yes. You know, like a dead man. And it's a. Uh, so you you think, dude, back to. That's the one who enters Palm Sunday. Yes. Humbly. Oh, and I wanted to say, well, the, uh, the fact, of course, that he comes in on the donkey. Um, yes. Much yeah. is made of that story in the text. You know, there's a little code word. There's a man that Jesus tells his disciples has been planted. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, that'd be a great, if some historical fiction writer right. wants to write a little creative backstory on that man's life for this one moment. Yeah. Um, just say the Lord has need of it. That's yep. the code. And the fact that that is arranged because Zechariah nine predicts, "Behold your Messiah, behold yes. your Savior, Israel, who comes riding in on a donkey." Yep, um, it's a uh, it, it 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 is capturing the almost absurd yeah. image. Yeah, King doesn't ride on a donkey. Right, he's going to ride in a chariot or a regal stallion, regal style, yep. you're not coming in on a donkey. And Philip Yancey, I don't have the quote, I've shared it many times, it's in the Jesus I Never Knew, says, he's got a great little sort of a side. He says, just imagine a Roman centurion that day, you know, that's just doing his beat. Here's the commotion. And he says, in some sense, it's a pitiful sight. Yeah. Here's this peasant who's coming in uh, weeping, based on when you compare some of the other texts, and you've got these you know, this this ramshackle uh quick ready-made little parade yeah. where people are cutting down it goes you could almost view it from that centurion who has seen what a real yes. royal entrance looks like yeah looking at this this is pathetic well,
0: it's it's almost like the little kid playing dress up right it is. you know it it's is. It, from their the shoes perspective are too big. yeah yeah. yeah, the, the
1: coats eight inches too long yeah. over the kid. That's a great picture, dude. Yeah, it, it is like a kid what dress
0: what up. these centurion. I mean, to them, this must have been just a comical sight. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah.
0: man, here you know, here here are those you know troublesome Israelites again, just playing dress yes. up. You know, I mean,
1: yeah, they probably weren't too worried about. Yeah, it, like yeah, this boy like, oh come on this you know it's not uh, like anybody tries to stop it
0: which again doesn't that just show the wisdom of God right subverting expectations because what would have happened if Christ had come in on that regal horse oh yeah and there was that full on military parade I mean this would have been an all out war that would have been a declaration of war
1: yeah Jewish Roman war uh, would have happened uh, uh, 30 years sooner yeah Um, that's a great point dude there's no doubt they would have seen it for what it was Mm -hmm. It was a hostile threat. Uh, and just the the brilliance of the way Palm Sunday plays out. Yeah, He enters the city. He's going to be busy. Basically, his routine seems to be going to the city, teaching the temple. Mm-hmm. I would love to. Have heard, and it says children uh, were hearing it. So there was a time. Because we know, dude, the other thing. Israel at that point is so stinking corrupt yeah I mean Jesus has exposed
0: yeah uh, and things. and when we're talking about Israel we're talking about the religious institution yes, itself
1: exactly yeah exactly I mean the that's a better way to say it institutional Judaism in Israel yeah at that time was so corrupt yeah and you see it because what's one of Jesus acts once he enters the city. He turns over the the money tables, uh, tables, uh, which is probably happening in the court of the Gentiles, Mm -hmm. um, which is where, if you think about it, that that God's heart was always to have a place for those outside of Israel uh, that could come and experience the true worship of Yahweh. Um, So they knew there was a sacrificial system, and what a great opportunity to make some money, right? When these people travel from you know, outside lands are coming from North Africa or they're coming from the East, and they bring in their sheep, their turtle doves, their pigeons, etc. Oh, those aren't good enough. Right. We'll sell you ours. And a nice upcharge. Right. 25, 30% upcharge. Right. I mean,
0: or you can't bring them because the journey's so long, you can't sustain it and keep it alive. Exactly. And so exactly. you can only get you, it you there. You've got to
1: buy it here. Yeah. And we're going to mark it up. And Jesus sees the absolute, just greedy, uh, corrupt uh, institution that had become totally focused on image, money, prestige, yeah. wealth, judging the most needy that needed God's grace, and he's he's white hot with anger. Yeah. Um, and so, just to me, what I'm fascinated, dude. He knows that entering Palm Sunday, or entering Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. There's no going back.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but but the turning over of the tables yeah. is is the catalyst for when the Pharisees yeah. truly start prepping for his execution.
1: A hundred percent. Which I'm glad you you mentioned that, Nathan, because it, it says so in the text. It also says um that this is when the 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 conspiring yes. really heated up. You see it earlier in yeah, all the Gospels, yeah. these conversations. They look for
0: a time where they can, yes. but it's never really fully developed.
1: Yep. If if you think about it, if they can somehow get Jesus, it, 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 what needs to happen? You need a lot of complicity. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the religious leaders are the, the main instigators. Yes. They see him for the threat that he is because he's a threat to their power. Yes. Uh, because he has such influence over the people. so they're afraid of the crowds yep. uh, because the crowds could turn so what do they need? they need the Romans to be complicit because they've got all the muscle and they yeah. have the apparatus to kill them uh, which they can do. Uh, they also need crowd sympathy. yes so think dude that and that's often pointed out just you know not that they're the exact same people right but i don't think you know the way we've seen the way mark uses the crowd yes it's very much like a character yes the crowd the crowd yep. the crowd well they were clearly a little different each time as yes. crowds are yeah. you, you never can duplicate a crowd from uh, yankee stadium one week and right. the next night it's going some of the same people yeah but it's always going to be a different people but it's the mob yep um so the crowd on palm sunday hosanna hosanna yes hosanna in the highest uh, which I do want to say one more thing about, but uh, we'll go back to that. And then, boy, by by Friday, yeah, um, bring us Barabbas, Cru- yeah, crucify, crucify, him, him, crucify him. him, and it's it's worked. Yeah, they've successfully pulled all the levers. Yep. Now, what's amazing to me is in the providence of God, this is exactly what's going to happen. Right. And somehow, God is perfectly one hundred percent in control. Yeah. Not responsible for the sin. Yeah. That everybody else is responsible for, Um, but yeah, that 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 turning over uh, the money changers' tables, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So you think about it, and he knows that's it. Yes. But he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, And everything is
0: because again, you know, it it attacks. It it shows where their heart is. Yeah. It attacks the very foundation of their heart. You know, this is this is our greed, our lust at its at its peak. Oh yeah. And it's so intertwined with religion, which I'm convinced is the most dangerous yeah. when anything gets intertwined with uh, true religion. Sure, um, you know, I mean, I know we oftentimes talk about, you know, not uh, not confusing religion with right. Christianity, but at, you know, James does talk about we, we have the true religion, widows and orphans, right? Yeah. And so when we when we mix those things, and we not even just mix them, but we intertwine yeah. our human nature with, with religion, and particularly the truth of God's word, uh, th- that just, how much does that frustrate Christ? How much does that frustrate God? And then, and we see Christ at his most righteous, white-hot anger in yeah. this moment, and we see the Pharisees at their most white-hot anger, yeah. because... He's taken away their toys, essentially. Yes,
1: yes. Um, another thing, dude, don't you love, I'm just fascinated by this, there was, in all the accounts of the uh, turning over the money changers' uh, tables and driving them out, nobody's challenging him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, what did that look like? The,
0: the th- the, the the pure righteous right. anger right. of God, God coming through him. I mean, you've got you've got to harken back to what you know the Israelites must have experienced yeah. to a degree on Mount Sinai, right? Yes. Where the presence of God has descended, yeah. and and they dare not draw near because
1: yes, and Jesus apparently does this. If you pay, there's no indication that the disciples join him in this. Yeah, this is his solo act. Yeah. And it's fascinating to me. they're
0: almost it would seem. I'm
1: pure shocked. St- yeah, yeah, like yeah. I I don't think Jesus said, "Hey guys, what i to do this." Right, he doesn't. Um, How about
0: we go all uh, you know West Side Story on these yeah, guys? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're the Sharks. You're the Jets. And then um, the fact that Jesus keeps going back to the temple to teach. Yeah. Uh, so that in that in that sick disease. First century, institutional, corrupt Judaism, high-powered religion environment. What I love is there's a brief moment in that final week where the purity of the perfect stream of truth flowing from Jesus' lips as he teaches there. It gets in there. Uh, But keep in mind, we also have in that final week Jesus predicting the destruction of that same temple. Yes. um, Which is going to happen in just... uh, 40 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, earlier when I said the Jewish war would have been 30, 30 years, years earlier, yeah. It's 40 years, 40 early, years yeah. Because it was 70, 80. But um, it is a, um, it's, it's an incredible, what what Palm Sunday represents, dude, is incredible. Yeah. Isn't it?
0: We have um, roughly about 10 minutes left. Yeah. And so one of the things that I want to do is, I want to give you a chance to go back and talk to, just to us about the Hosanna and the highest. Oh,
1: yeah, of course.
0: And then um, just, if you would, Greg, walk us through that week briefly like you know just a brief synopsis of the things that christ will do that leading to um the cross and i know we briefly summarize some things but just a little bit more in there um because obviously next week we do have easter sunday yep and so just kind of lead us through some some thoughts and things obviously um you do a lot in your devotional book yes um, all for love, but. Um, yeah, just talk to us about the Hosanna in the highest and then kind of walk us through that week a little bit more as we wrap up here.
1: Absolutely, we honored to. Uh, the Hosanna in the highest first, dude, is just uh, an interesting term. Hosanna is, is related to the term salvation. So most scholars believe that Hosanna is a way of saying save us. Mm. So again, the irony. Yeah. He, he will answer... Their, their cry, cry, yeah, but not the cry they think they're asking, right? For. Because again, the cry they're asking for almost certainly is the elimination, yes, of Roman occupation, yeah, the restoration of Israel to its glory days under David and Solomon, yep. as you said earlier, Nathan, so well. So, I'm just fascinated by that. Hosanna, we sing, you know, Hosanna, yeah, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highs, and it's interesting. I love this. It, it they're really crying, save us, yeah, save us, and that is just fascinating to me jesus you could almost say i will yeah (laughs) Yeah. i will (laughs) and not in the way they so again dude our hearts we cry out for things and just the beauty of god's heart for us is i am gonna answer that in a deeper way yes that you don't even realize that you need to be asked right but that's how far my grace is so I'm just fascinated that that's the term that gets associated with Palm Sunday, save us and Jesus. He will. Yeah, he will. And it'll be a way that no one expects. And you've got the crowd here praising him in a few days, the crowd will turn on him and demand his head that he be punished and, and uh, brutally uh, beaten. Uh, So that is uh, just my quick comment on Hosanna. So uh, yeah, dude, Monday um, appears to be the day Uh, we've talked about that. He, uh, he turns the, the tables the way uh, Matthew puts it in his gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you made it a den of robbers. Mm. Uh it is the next day, on Tuesday. It appears if you follow the chronology, yep. that uh, Jesus is talking, uh, <clears throat> you know, to some passersby that want to remark about the beauty of the temple. Yeah, and Jesus says, you know, uh, I, I it, in the way Luke puts it, and while some were speaking of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings, Jesus said, as for these things that you see the days will come when there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Mm. That one, dude, a quick timeout is it doesn't often get enough press. Part of it is you get into some end times debate here. and We we, we could do that on another podcast. Sure. But uh, what is often linked to what is called the Olivet Discourse. Yes. Where Jesus on the Mount of Olives, is giving a description of the end. I'll let the scholars, and we can tackle that in another cast, Yeah, debate, well, how much of that is 70 A.D.? How much of that is the end times? Yeah. What most people agree, some of it's 70 A.D. Right. And clearly Jesus is saying... Um, there is a time coming, and it's not going to be that far. Yeah. So if we understand this, because doesn't
0: he essentially say in their lifetime? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And
1: I think that's key, dude. Yeah. When he says this generation yeah. shall not pass, many argue with a good argument. What was a generation as they would have understood it? Well, look at the Israelites wandering yeah. forty years. Yeah. So here's Jesus saying this in about 30 A.D. In 70 A.D., Jerusalem's going to be destroyed. Yeah. Some of you standing here. This generation will not pass. It's you, some of you. Some will. Yeah. Uh, that won't be. But some of you will still be alive. Yep. You know, If you're a you're an 18 year old hearing this, you yeah. might be a 58 year old that's seeing this city. Yeah. Completely torched and yep. the temple destroyed, never to be rebuilt. Um, so that's on Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Remember I said, uh, and I'm looking here, Nathan. I'm cheating. But yeah. I'm looking yeah. At yeah. My yeah. Devotional a little bit. <laughs> Wednesday, I called it um, in the devotion, The Beat Goes On. Because Luke tells us every day of that final week, he was teaching in the temple. But at night, he went out and lodged at the mount called Olivet, the Mount of Olives. Yeah. And early in the morning, all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. Yeah. So we, we don't get Wednesday described specifically, right. but we know that he did this every day. Yeah. So we know that on Wednesday... So just fascinating. He just keeps giving himself away. Yeah, He's going to teach yep. the kingdom of God, faith, repentance, all the things we've seen him teach um, up till the final moments. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, uh, dude, we have the garden. Yeah. Uh, we have the Last Supper. Yeah. Uh, a, a transformed Passover meal. We have the uh, Garden of Gethsemane after that meal. Yep. Where Jesus prays,
0: which I think is key to understanding the schedule that's laid out for us, because yes, you know Judas, who is the one who ultimately betrays Christ as the disciple, knows what he's been doing every night. Yes, he's got his schedule right on hand. I mean, for him to be able to go to the Romans and say, "Look, this is where he's going to be. This is when he's going to be there." You know, there's no kind of deviation yeah. of that, right? Yeah. And so. You know, it's almost like Christ is intentional about the yeah. things that he's doing. Yes, dude. Right? Uh, shockingly so. I love I love what we do. Dude, it's almost
1: like God had a plan. Right. I mean, I don't want to be radical. Right. It's almost like God was weaving these things together from time, eternity in the past. Um, that's exactly right, dude. Uh, that's exactly right. I love the intentionality, how things are so, you just see the script. Yeah. Like, and again, and what, what's fascinating about that Thursday, oh, dude, how do you not get emotional about it, is mm. you still see his humanness. Yeah. Apparently when he peers into that cup, yeah, that symbol of, of final furious wrath, God's perfect wrath yeah. for evil and sin, and that he has to drink it. Yep. He has to absorb it. Oh, I mean, we don't know... What he saw, what he felt—you just get the description. You know, he's sweating blood. Yeah, it's a medical condition that's been documented yep. called hematidrosis. Yeah, um, under extreme periods of duress, where your capillaries burst, uh, mix in in the sweat glands, and you you literally ooze, ooze blood sweat from yeah. your pores or blood from your pores. It's incredible. Um, but just him asking, yeah, is there another way? Yeah. I, I I I can never get past that. Yeah, and the that that's not sinful. Yeah, to ask open handed. Right. It's a is there another way? Right. And the non answer yeah. is the answer. Yeah. And he knows it. Yeah. And then he's resolved.
0: Well, and his his response too, because a lot of times we we will ask, but it it's not my will, but yours be done. Yeah. Right. And I think that's that's so key that sometimes we forget is. You know, God, I'm willing to ask in all fullness, yep. right? I, I'm I'm asking from the depths of my soul, yeah, is there another way? Not my will, yours be done. Yes. Right. He has resolved himself yep. that even if there's no other way, if this is the only way that I will obey and submit myself to that. Yes. You know, and, and that just it just blows my mind. Yes. Right. I mean, how how many times would Christ have seen a partial or full crucifixion yeah. in his lifetime? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the the roads lined with crosses, but even, even the process, I mean, that yeah. was a very public thing. Right. You, you, no matter how much your parents might have said, turn your eyes from that, right, when a scary part comes in the yeah, movie, you right. know, avert your eyes, yeah. like... Yeah. Th- there is no averting your yeah, eyes. I mean, this is That's
1: where you open your fingers and peek through yeah. while you're watching, of course.
0: You know, and this is just like, this is all over the place. From the very youngest of children to the oldest of adults yeah. would have known what this process would have looked like yeah. and what it would have entailed. And he knows full well yes. what he's going to do. And I would even actually argue that what Christ ended up receiving was was worse than a normal crucifixion because okay. if because remember Pilate's intention was to have him beaten yeah. and then set free
1: yes his behold the man yeah. seems to be his half measure yeah hey I beat him to a pulp yeah yeah that's a good point dude so he he, he sure he did not sleep a wink that night he was yeah. bounced from you know three Jewish trials three Roman trials uh, all that violated so many laws uh, at the time. But you know it was a bloodlust. Yeah, they had to kill him, uh, and and that was the intention. It's it's man's evil, yeah, depra- depraved heart on full display. Yeah, in, in those hours leading to the crucifixion. Uh, g- quick thing I'll say too, because I know we're we're wrapping up. Yeah, John Stott, I think you could Google this. Wrote something uh, years back. It may have been in a devotion or a sermon, but you'll see somebody commenting on it. Was. Socrates, braver than Jesus, Uh, because uh, the thought is, well, you see Jesus in the garden, is there another way? And Socrates, when it's his hour, he just drinks the hemlock, mm -hmm. to which Stott comments, right, because Jesus was contemplating crucifixion, and I don't know how else to say it, dude, As that's the icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. He's absorbing the full fury of God's wrath, which Socrates was not. right. You could say, "Wow, what a brave, noble death! He was ready. I'll yeah. drink the hemlock and die." Yeah, and he apparently Socrates, if you hear Plato's, uh, you know, uh, accounting, uh, basically rebukes his disciples. Don't you cry for me? You know, mm. The truth is what matters, and he stands for the truth, and he drinks the hemlock and he dies. Uh, and that's that, that's not apples and oranges, right. That's Empire State Building versus a dust bunny, yeah, uh, and, and that's not even close enough. What Jesus was facing. Yeah.
0: Well, and you know, we we mentioned this when when Justin was on the podcast. Not just not just drinking the wrath of God and, and going through the wrath of God, but the wrath of God for every single person oh, yeah. who will come to salvation. It's incredible, you know facing facing an eternity of torment and punishment in in a
1: matter of hours. Oh yeah, um, I know, you Dude, know don't she, e- e- even yeah. as you're using the words, I'm sitting and thinking. What? Yeah, like it's like the Trinity stuff. We can say it, and there's yeah. some minuscule sense of what that means. Yeah, but there's also a sense of just holy awe. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, no uh, one. No,
0: no matter no matter what judgment anyone will face, yeah. they will never face no. that. No, you know, uh, this a point I often um, uh, bring up with my students is, you know. People will, will face the wrath of their own sin. Sure. But they will not face the wrath of another's. No. God's not unjust. Right. And so he's not going to punish, you know, uh, he's not going to punish Stalin for Hitler's right, sins. exactly. You know, Stalin and Hitler will be punished and judged yeah. according to their own deeds yes. and their own sin.
1: But Jesus um, bears all. But Jesus bears, yeah. And Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. It's sometimes you just, it, it, we just run out yeah, and it's, it's a beautiful, it's all, yeah. you're just in awe of who he is. And again, how much he must love us. Yeah. It's staggering.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good place for us to end on. Um, you know, we, we try to end on a, on a lighter note, but yeah. I think. You know, uh, all, of, all of our Easter ones, um, particularly, you know, this week, this Holy Week, as you're yeah. listening and contemplating, you know, let this be a somber and sober reminder yeah. of what our Savior has done for us. Amen to that. So with that, Greg, we are going to go ahead and sign off.